Seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's the headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, tonight uh, we uh, check in, I guess, with the, the um, unfolding drama um, around the business rescue process at Tongat Hewlett, uh, the impact on uh, the working capital requirements and the ability to meet month-to-month obligations for Tongat Hewlett in particular, uh, to the wide array of uh, sugarcane growers, both large and small, who supply many of its mills in Guazulu Natal. And tonight... Joined on the line by Ms. Kim Zoneli, Vice Chairperson of the SA Cane Growers Association. Mama Kiki, good evening and welcome. Good evening and good evening to your listeners. Yapile, Gama. I want us maybe just to, to start, uh, if you could just paint a picture for us. I mean, we were, you know, as we were starting our show today, also saying, and as much as this is about Tonga art, what's happening you know, the 400 million or so owed to cane growers. It's also an opportunity to better understand the industry. Um, so maybe just as we start, if you could just share with us um, how, you know, the sugar we might have in our homes, the brown sugar, the white sugar, how that gets to us and the role of the growers themselves of um, sugar cane in making sure that that gets to us. Okay, maybe just to paint a, a picture mm. so that your listeners can understand uh, the sugar industry, the history goes far back uh, into 1800. And the first uh, black-owned mill, which was situated in Crowdville, where Chief Albert Lutuli uh, used to live, uh, that was the first mm. uh, black-owned mill, uh, and the only mill in the Southern Hemisphere, which is in Crowdville, Mission in a, in a village. So uh, we had small-scale growers, black uh, small-scale growers who used to grow sugar cane, and we still have small-scale growers up to now who grow sugar cane in the rural areas of KwaZulu-Natal. And also we have uh, farmers who mostly who are white farmers, who are commissioner farmers, uh, who are also growing sugar cane. We also have all uh, types of farmers, white, black, and Indian farmers. So that's the history of our sugar cane in the KZN area. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, you know, with that long history in that part of the world, um, there's a certain, I guess, relationship between the growers themselves and the mills that they supply with sugar. Um, and talk to us maybe about how the payment works for that. So we understand here the 400 million Eskulmangayo uh, is for the month of September, uh, but that uh, I guess the settlement of some of these, you know, contracts would happen on a month-to-month basis. How, how does that work? Okay, as SA can grow us at this point, we are really concerned about uh, our sugar, our sugar mill, which is Tungatulet Limited which is uh, right now uh, under business rescue. So the reason why they are under business rescue is because uh, they had problems that we all know about. It's been all over the the media. But our biggest concern is that uh, the sugar cane that was delivered to the mills in September the workers, the workers and the growers are not going to uh, receive any wages because the growers are not going to receive their money for the sugar cane delivered. So that's what is our biggest concern. As you understand that the mills that are being impacted, 
uh, right now is a matikulu meal and a, a mistin meal and all those meal and, and all those meals are in the rural areas and Felix Tin and those meals they're helping with the economy of the areas that they're in. So those small uh, towns around those mills, they'll be very, they'll be negatively impacted if the sugar mill is not working. So once the sugar mill stops working and the sugar that is being delivered is not crushed, uh, we have a serious crisis in the area. Not only the crisis is affected, not only are the growers and the workers are going to be affected, but even the small towns around those mills are going to be hugely impacted. Mm, mm. From, from how you are looking at it, I mean, I would think that there is some dialogue you are having, uh, if at all, uh, with some of the business rescue practitioners that were recently appointed and the company itself. Where are they? Because it seems the money to fulfill the orders for September is not there. Um, and the same fate might uh, befall those who supplied in October. We are positive that eventually we are going to meet uh, the business practitioners. Uh, hopefully tomorrow we are going to meet them, but so far we haven't met them. So we are looking forward to meeting them so that we are going to have our input and uh, emphasize the point that what is important and what we're looking forward to is for the mill to open so that it can continue crushing that cane because remember the income that they need to pay the, the growers and the workers who are working for the growers is coming for the selling of the sugar. So we're really looking forward to uh, opening of the mills and making sure that they are up and running as soon as possible. How, how, as sugarcane growers yourselves, have you been dealing with uh, some of your own operational costs month on month? Because I would imagine that uh, for many of the smaller growers, this money that comes from Tongart's mills is a big chunk of their monthly revenue expectations. Uh, so how have you dealt with, I guess, input providers? It might be for tractors, for seed, for you know, uh, uh, fertilizer or anything that is used in your production process, right through to the workers themselves. Um, and, and have there been any challenges for many of your members insofar as that is concerned? It has been a very difficult year for the sugar cane growers. Uh, remember, we had riots in cases, mm. and so they looted uh, the, 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 the farms, and some of the farms were burnt. So you, you can see the devastation. And then the floods. And now this a problem of Tungatishulet Limited. So you can imagine how I was struggling as small-scale growers. It's even more because we also, we, we don't have, we only deliver our cane once a year. So you can imagine we're waiting for our money because all the small-scale growers, they deliver once a year. So this is the only money that you get in order to contribute to your input and your, your returning for the whole year to make sure that your cane is ready to be taken to the mill and then you get some money to, you know, for your family and everything. So it's going to be a serious negative impact if the small-scale growers are not getting paid. But at the end of the day, we need to remember that for a sugar cane mill to, to, to be crushing, 
uh, in an hour, it's expected to crash not less than 350 tons. So we expect small-scale growers and big uh, 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 and commercial farmers to contribute to the to those tons of cane. So at the end of the day, all of us are impacted. Whether we are a small-scale farmer or we are a commercial farmer, we are equally impacted. Just hold the line there for me for a second because we've got a, a voice note from one of our listeners here uh, who'd like to maybe just weigh in on something. And uh, maybe just as we prepare that voice note, Mam Kiki, I'm quite interested. I mean, how many times a year would you harvest as, as uh, sugar cane, cane grows? As a small scale grower, yes, yeah. as a small yes, as a small scale grower, we have into us we have us once a year. So you can imagine uh, that the small scale growers are waiting eagerly waiting for their money so that they can start and 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 go to replanting. Some of them, some of them will be making sure that they are paying their workers because at the end of the day, when we have this thing. We owing our workers, so we're waiting for that money to pay our workers and make sure that all of us are happy. Okay, hold the line there for me for a second as uh, we take a listen to this uh, voice note. Show mosquito. Eleven minutes after eight p.m., you tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. It's our community uh, uh, focus segment, and tonight. Uh, we first kick things off in a long-standing case, and uh, I think many of you would know this case now. The trial of the 11 accused in the Mandela funeral fraud scheme resumed. Now, the trial of the 11 accused in uh, this uh, particular matter in the Bisho High Court in uh, the Eastern Cape uh, continue or resumed with an application by the accused to bar the state from introducing new evidence during the trial. Now, the defense uh, says the disclosure of the evidence should have happened before the trial started and that... Uh, the timelessness of disclosure puts them in a difficult position to prepare and challenge the evidence. Uh, now, uh, my colleague, SABC News reporter Abongile Yanchis, spoke to one of the accused, uh, former EC uh, Health MEC, uh, this is Cindy Swa, Cindy Swa and uh, this is what um, I guess uh, she had to say, lamenting, of, of course, also uh, how long this trial has gone on for. Yeah, that there, Cindy Swakwamba, former MEC for Health in the province of the Eastern Cape, and uh, as speaking and sharing her own reflections about how that particular case has unfolded. Also uh, today was the um, gender-based, the Presidential Gender-Based Violence Summit held out in Midrand, and the Commission for Gender Equality says they are optimistic that progress is being made against GBV. Uh, and SABC News reporter Kani Mampanga caught up with uh, the NPA's advocate Shamila Patohi. Who had this to say? That there, Shamila Patoy, uh, advocate Shamila Patoy uh, from the National Prosecuting Authority. Um, we now shift to Zerust, uh, where it seems a protest over lack of services and alleged self-enrichment by officials has brought this town to a standstill. Now, Zerust in Bukonebo Pirima at uh, the Botswana border closed off for traffic by protesting residents at uh, the Ramotsera Moelua local municipality. Now, they're complaining about lack of service delivery and residents are lamenting the absence of water, roads and clinics in the villages around Lihurute. Uh, they blocked uh, the intersection of the busy N4 and R49 roads just outside Zerust. SABC reporter Dumeleng Khajane uh, spoke to one of the community members and Wabuya uh, Nilunaku. 
21 minutes after 8 p.m. As I said, we are in Guazulu Natal uh, for much of our show tonight and uh, in our SMB exchange uh, from uh, this month of November right through, I guess, uh, to around Jan or so. We're going to be uh, taking a look at all of the um, leisure, hospitality, accommodation, catering and other businesses, uh, which uh, certainly will be getting a bigger share of your uh, uh, pocket of spend uh, over the next few weeks or so. And uh, today...